I want to personally invite you to join me and all the other Brock stars for this year's 13th live and in-person plant stock event outside of Asheville, North Carolina in the little town of Black Mountain. It's 1,500 acres is loaded with wildlife, trees, trails, streams. It is a nature wonderland. And what's also a wonderland are all the incredible speakers that you get to hang with all weekend long, like Jane and Ann Esselstyn, Dr. Will Bolshewitz of Fiberfueled, Carly Bodrug, Miss Plant U, Dr. Gemma Newman is over from the UK. We have Dr. Don Musalem from the Mayo Clinic, John Mackey, the ex-CEO of Whole Food Market Stores, myself, Brian Hart, and a special appearance by the Plant Bros. Here's the kicker. All these Brock stars are there from Friday till Sunday, and they want to rub elbows with all of you, whether it's over buffets of Plant Strong Fair for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whether it's going on an afternoon hike, a swim, pickleball, frisbee golf, kickball, cornhole, dancing. We're having live music. It's all there in this fun weekend extravaganza that we affectionately call Plant Stock. Simply go to liveplantstrong.com and then click on Plant Stock 2024 and grab yourself a ticket before they sell out. See you there. Does anybody else find it challenging to live plant strong in a world that isn't? Our upcoming Plant Strong Primer event will be live and online from October 23rd to the 24th. It's called Kitchen Rescue because it's dedicated to helping you haul out the pantry, make over your menus, and discover the joy in plant strong cooking as we head into the holiday season. Whether you've been living this way for a while, or if you're brand spanking new to the lifestyle, this event is a great opportunity for our community to come together, take a break from the election headlines, and talk candidly about our favorite foods with you, our favorite friends. Let's hop in the kitchen and make it happen. I would encourage you to invite a family member, roll up your sleeves together, and join in the fun. Visit primer.plantstrong.com to register today. And hey, if you can't watch it live, no sweat. Every ticket includes video access for a full year after the event. I appreciate all of you following along to our recent Transformation Tuesday episodes. I also appreciate any time you share a show, a message, or any information about the things that we're doing, especially if you think it will help a friend or a loved one. And that is our story today. Daniel Schumann has been on his own plant strong journey since April of 2017, when he started out weighing 355 pounds. But he actually reached out to us on behalf of a friend who was also struggling with their health. As Daniel says, if they can see that someone like me can do something like this, and the positive impact it has on every aspect of my life, 
medically, socially, emotionally, my relationship with my children and my wife, my intimacy, it's really unbelievable. And that's what today is all about. Sharing Daniel's story to propel others and getting people to reimagine what's possible when you get out of your own way. And Daniel is living proof that the possibilities are endless. Enjoy. I'm sitting here with a gentleman named Daniel Schumann. Yes. Pronounce that correctly? Correct, yeah. Daniel Schumann. And actually, Daniel reached out to me several months ago after hearing the, the Plant Strong podcast uh, because he had a friend who was suffering from, I believe it was some Crohn's or yes. ulcerative colitis. And you were wondering if I, if I had any advice or recommendations. And I, and I sent you a, a whole protocol that uh, was based on a woman out of uh, Columbus, Ohio, Dr. Dr. Pam Popper. And uh, did anything ever come of that? So, you know, one thing I've learned in this whole journey of mine is that I can't change people. I could try my best. I try to present as much information as I can, as much that's backed up by science. Um, ultimately, it was up to my friend to make his decision. I think, uh, obviously, he's in his own journey, and he's going to have to figure things out. And unfortunately, I haven't been too successful with him thus far. Um, but I, I believe I'm laying the groundwork, at least, and hopefully giving him some of the tools to come to his own decision one day and uh, maybe see some relief that he can get because he really is suffering uh, a tremendous amount. And and, and, and you, um, you mentioned a little earlier that so you, you've had some phenomenal success and we'll get sure, yeah. into kind of your your story and your journey. Um, but when you've had that kind of success, you want to scream it from the mountaintops, right? right. And, and um, because it seems so obvious that, oh my gosh, I mean, this is going to cure everything that ails you. And yet people tend to push back a little bit, right? Certainly. And so what have you found is kind of the smartest tactic as far as with friends, family, coworkers, and, and, and trying to impress this lifestyle upon them. So I think the, the biggest thing that I as an individual can do is to lead by example, is to show, and it's pretty obvious, anyone who's seen me, who's followed me the last couple of years, has seen a tremendous improvement in my life in every aspect of it. And if they can see, and especially someone who knew me well beforehand, they knew I was not a fitness guy. I was not someone who generally worked very hard on himself, um, especially when it came to nutrition and health, fitness. And if they can see that someone like me can do something like this yeah. and the positive impact it's had on every aspect of my life, medically, socially, emotionally, my relationship with my children, my relationship with my wife, my intimacy, it's really an unbelievable thing to see. And, you know, when I... I think I was a little bit guilty in the beginning of being a little bit, maybe a little too gung ho mm -hmm. and trying to, because as you said, it does seem so obvious. It seems that there's so much science. You know, this, this isn't just a fad, at least the way I see it. Um, I'm hopefully learning throughout my whole life and I, I'm not going to, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend that I have all the answers to everything. Um, but it seems pretty clear to me that this is something real. And I know you've seen it. I've seen it so many times with people who have, not only prevented diseases, but reversed it and have regained their lives and have become empowered to do something and to really change their lives and the people's lives around them. 
Um, so yeah, just being that example, showing people this is something to do. You know, when people talk to me about protein, and you know, that's I'm sure that you get that all the time. You know, where's your protein come from when you're eating a, a plant-based diet? And if I could lead by example and say, hey, do I do I look protein deficient? You know, I could show them my numbers from when I get blood work at the doctor's office. And that's that's where I'm at right now. I was just trying to be that example, trying to show, hey, this is an alternative. I'm not going to have the hubris to tell you I know all the answers to everything. But this is at least an alternative. If you don't want to go down so many of the popular routes these days, this is a way to do it, a mindful way to do it. It really isn't. I don't think it's that difficult, honestly, at the end of the day. And just it, it's possible it's an alternative so let, let's let's talk about that for a sec so you said you don't think it's that difficult what let's let's discuss your journey a little bit sure. so where were you if i'm not mistaken you started this journey in 2000 april 2017 is that right that makes it yeah april 2017 i was 29 years old and what, what inspired it so it's a, i mean it's a good question i i was obese most of my life um, morbidly obese for most of my life. And every day was really a struggle. It was, it was a lot of discomfort when you're that big. You know, my, my biggest, I was about 355 pounds. Um, it's not a comfortable way to live. So right off the bat, just being that big, I don't believe I was ever complacent with it. It was something that... Let, let me ask you this. So you say it wasn't comfortable being that big. What are some of the things that somebody that is 350 and what is, are you like 6'1"? No, I'm 5'10". Okay, okay. So 355, um, 5'10". What are some of the things that are uncomfortable? Oh, almost everything. Just being in public, being, you know, just taking the train, you know, on a normal day, squeezing next to people. You know, at, at its most extreme, I went on a family vacation to Universal Studios in, uh, in Florida. And... You know, I was very excited to go on this Harry Potter ride. They have there this, um, it was in this big castle. And we waited online and we get to the ride and we go to sit down and the harness won't close on me because I was too big to fit in the seat. Anyway, I've, I think been, I've been to that ride. It, it is a blast. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to go back now, uh, now that I could fit in the seat, but I was asking you haven't to been back yet. Day. I have not. No. Uh, all right. And, you need to treat yourself. <laughs> I do. Yes, most definitely. Um, that was definitely a big moment though, was realizing I can't fit on a ride. I'm, it's not just that I'm a little overweight. I'm, I've got a real, real issue here. And, um, and that's one small thing. Obviously, that's not a daily thing that I'm going to be going on a ride. But it was an indication of what I was doing to my body, what I'm doing to my family. And how much weight have you lost to date? I've lost 170 pounds to date. Um, so, you know, it's actually, this has tremendously helped my relationship with my wife. But one thing, one kind of funny aside, when... My wife and I went on our first date. I picked her up and, you know, we were in my car. And um, me, I, you know, I, at that point, I'm thinking, you know, women want it to be a little warmer in a car. It was a stupid, maybe a little misogynist uh, line of thought that I had. And so I had the heat on in the car. And, and my now wife turns to me and said, do you mind if we turn the air conditioner on? I'm like, oh, she likes it cold. I'm so excited. And for a long time, that was something that we really had in common. And now she makes fun of me of how cold I am all the time. She's in great shape. But you know, yeah, she, yeah. Uh, it's a little teasing now of uh, how cold I, uh, I get and how little I want the air conditioning. When in the past, my line was always, if it's ever in doubt, put the air conditioning on. And uh, nice. at this point, I'm, you know, I'm totally comfortable now. And I, I actually enjoy it a, a little bit. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look, you, you look spectacular. You. You, you look um, vibrant, happy, joyful. Um, and I, I just can't imagine the number of lives that you've impacted 
on on your on your journey. Um, I'd love to know what is your what is your faith? What is your religion? I'm an Orthodox Jew, uh -huh. um, and I believe that's very consistent with this way of life. Um, you know, Judaism does allow for the consumption of animals, um, but it needs to be done in a very mindful manner. It's, you know, it seems to me to be very obvious and it's inherent in the system that it's not something we're meant to be eating every day at the very least, if even at all. Yeah. Um, you know, if we are eating it, it's something that needs to be done extremely mindfully um, with a lot of compassion. I mean, there's a lot of laws in Judaism when it comes to how you treat animals. You know, for just as an example, um, an animal owner is supposed to feed their animal before they feed themselves. And um, to me, that shows that level of mindfulness that we need to have and that level of sensitivity that we need to have to all beings, not just to human beings. I mean, there are very strict laws when it comes to how you treat animals. We yeah. can't you know, be cruel to animals, to anybody. Um, and that's, that's a big part of it. And I, find, I see that as something that's extremely consistent with my faith and uh, my lifestyle. Um, now, I'm not gonna say that hasn't presented some challenges too, because yeah. culturally we've evolved to a place where things like meat and processed foods are, uh, are everywhere and they become ingrained in um, pretty much any avenue of life, I think very much so in religious circles as well. It becomes, you know, the meals and family time are a very important part of that. Um, so I'm trying, I'm working very hard within my, within my community specifically to try and kind of change the mindset a little bit and to show that alternative and to show why I think this is so consistent um, with Judaism. I'm not yeah. the only one who feels that way there. Yeah. You know, there are others um, within, the, within the faith uh, right. that feel that way too, but it's a little bit of an uphill battle. Um, so April 2017, I, I can't remember if you said it or not, but was there a book, a movie? Was there, what, what was the, the thing where you're like, all right, I'm, I am done being overweight, being you know, miserable, yeah. hot, not being able to play with my kids. I mean, there's so many, so yeah. many terrible things. But um, so, yeah, I the first thing I ever watched um, was a documentary called Fed Up, and it dealt with um, the food industry. That really it, it pissed me off. It upset me. I felt very much taken advantage of by the food industry. Um, and that kind of that really sparked me. It lit a fire under my behind a little bit. And I decided I wanted to learn, learn more at that point. Um, I then read a book. Um, my dad uh, had a book recommended to him, Eat to Live, yeah, by yeah. Dr. Furman's book. And his, his uh, primary care physician recommended that to him, which I am incredibly thankful to today. And I'm sure we could get to talking about how physicians... No, it's yeah. an unfortunate yeah. thing that that's kind of a rare thing that a physician would, would recommend a, a diet like this, um, or a lifestyle like this, I should say. Um, and, you know, my dad brought that book up to me. He, he had tried it a little bit. He had wait, a wait, little let bit. me backtrack. Oh, sure, no problem. So you're, you're saying it, um, it's not a good thing that a physician would recommend a book like this? I think it's amazing that a oh, physician a, would recommend it. Okay, okay. No, uh, I, I was just going to say, I, yeah, I just no. know in my personal experience, I've had a very hard time finding yeah. a physician that sees the world through this, uh, yeah. sees the world this way. Um, I know my own physician, I've been looking for a new physician now because my physician, while he loves my numbers and he's told me personally to continue on this path, yeah. he's not necessarily a believer in whole food plant-based lifestyle. Yeah, you want, definitely want to find somebody that's in alignment with that. And you go to plantbaseddocs.com. Yes, I have, yeah. Yeah, and it should should be helpful. Is your father 
eating this way? And mostly. mostly. Um, you know, he uses it as a guide. He's, I'm a little bit more on the program than he yeah. is. I would say he's probably, my, my parents are probably about 90%, I would say, whole food plant-based. He still oh, has a couple good. things here and there. Yeah, it's, it's good. And now are you 100%? I'm, I would say 99%. 99%. Like, I'm not going to say I don't, uh, I don't indulge now and then. Yeah. Um, rarely. Not on my, it's not my regular thing. Yeah. Um, you know, very, I'm just wondering after two years of doing this, if you're like, you know what? I am so over meat. I'm so over I am animal for products. A, a big yeah. part of it. Um, I'm not going to say I don't give in to temptation here and there. If things are around me more to um, things like junk food now, now and then very like if it's just if it's in my immediate vicinity, vicinity, there's a certain powerlessness that I think um you know, we, when we talk about addiction, and I, I do think food, in a way, is a tremendous addiction. And, you know, if you look into how um, you know, programs like Alcoholics Anonymous deal with addiction, and a big part of that is a little bit of humility and understanding that you are powerless to certain things. Now, I, I think it's important to be careful about that and not let that turn into an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do understand that, excuse me, <clears throat> that there are, there are foods that have been designed by very smart people who've worked very, very hard for a very, very long time to get you to indulge in certain foods and to get you to keep coming back for more so you don't feel satisfied when you eat them. And uh, it's it's very tempting or, or at Or you feel too satisfied when you eat oh, them. absolutely. You can't stop. Oh, yeah. Have yeah. You, so before you found Whole Food Plant Based in April 2017, had you tried other diets? Sure, yeah. Yeah, you have you ever thought about weight loss surgery or anything like that? Yeah, I, I very seriously considered weight loss surgery because um, I was at such, I, I felt I was really at this crisis point in my life and I needed to do something. But I also knew that even with the weight, I've seen it myself. People who get the weight loss surgery, if you don't also change your lifestyle, it's fairly common that people gain the weight back, gain the weight, gain the weight, weights back. Um, so I knew ultimately it wasn't going to make things easier for me. You know, I, I needed to really address the underlying issue to change my lifestyle, to find a diet that I could stick to. Um, and just to, I wanted to gain an understanding of nutrition. I don't think I really was comfortable with what I knew about nutrition at that point. Um, well, most, most Americans really don't know no, much really about don't. nutrition. And, I think we kind of get this false sense that we do know sometimes. You know, I, I in this journey, I've talked to so many people and so many people come across as experts and then you talk to them and they start talking. And it, I think it's it's unfortunate that we're led to believe so many things and that we get this false sense of knowledge. I mean, we have so much knowledge at our fingertips right now, you know, with, with this age of information. And, um, you know, there's that, the, the cliche that a little knowledge can be a dangerous thing. And that's absolutely true. I've seen it with, uh, with this in particular. Um, so yeah, I've tried all sorts of things over, over the years. So have you you know, tried Weight Watchers. Yeah. And, Atkins, you ever done? I dabbled. Yeah. Um, but again, I knew that same thing. I knew myself. I knew that if I was consuming a large amount of cal- there was no free passes. You know, if you look at a keto Atkins lifestyle, yeah. it's the balance of the fat to everything to the carbohydrates. And but I knew if I was still consuming three thousand calories a day of animal fats, of fatty foods, I still was, wasn't going to be very likely that I would lose weight. Mm-hmm. So I still knew even that wasn't going to be an easy way out. The weight, the, the weight loss surgery, not not an easy way yeah. out. I mean, just the take a sec, step back for a second to think to go through a major surgery that would be something that's an easy step to do i mean a major, uh, surgery scares me I, I think it probably scares most 
people, it's a major thing. And there's all sorts of complications, all sorts of things that can go wrong with a surgery. And obviously, if somebody needs a surgery, they need to have it. But why undergo something if you don't have to? And I wanted to give it a shot and yeah. see, can I do this? Can I change my life? Can I change my family's life? And bingo, you change and, it and, like very and I just want, you know, Before we get uh, too much further into it, I, I just do want to really say to you, Rip, I, I have a tremendous amount of gratitude to mm. you and to everything that you do. Um, you know, I remember when I was first dabbling and in, in looking into this lifestyle, I found a video of you, I think it was giving a TED Talk, mm. and I, I see this guy standing up there who's in shape who's got big arms and you know before that I, I the, the the people who i uh, was following were you know more into the science part of it more into the and not to say that you're not at all but you know to see somebody who has been has busted those myths the protein myths specifically so you can't gain muscle this way and to see you just being you just standing there you know, forget about listening to the whole speech for a second, but just seeing you up there being that example had a tremendous effect mm. on me. And uh, I just, I really want to say thank you and for everything you've done. I mean, there's so so much that you've provided to this world and be it the podcast, the books, your website, you know, Engine 2, everything with uh, your, your product lines. You know, I, I went to, to Cleveland recently. Um, you know, where I'm you're, from. You're from, yeah. And I Beachwood? went to Whole Foods. Were you at Beachwood? I was in Beachwood, yes. And Big, uh, big Orthodox community there. Yeah, sure. I was there for, a, for an Orthodox wedding. We stayed downtown. And you know, one of the biggest challenges is finding food when we, when I travel. And I, you know, I, first thing I normally do is see is there are Whole Foods near me, and I go to Whole Foods. I found some of your products. Some, I mean, there's so so much to uh, to choose from there, and uh, just in so many different ways. You've made my journey so much easier, and by extension, so many others. Really, well, thank that's you. That's very kind of you. I appreciate it. If you have been to your neighborhood Whole Foods recently. You may be wondering why you're not seeing as many Engine 2 products on the shelves, and we've been getting a ton of emails and messages from all of you. Do not worry. We're actually in the middle of an exciting expansion, which will include new and improved items that will continue to make Plant Strong Living easy, convenient, and of course, delicious. And for you podcast listeners, you're among the first to know this, we have just launched our direct-to-consumer e-commerce online store, and we have a handful of your favorite food products that are available. We, of course, have our iconic Rips Big Bowl cereals in both the original and the triple berry. We have our Engine 2 granolas, both the original and the triple berry that go great uh, on top of oatmeal, also on top of uh, banana ice cream. We, um, we also have... Uh, your uh, and our cult favorite, the Engine 2 Pizza Crust. These are, of course, 100% whole grain, oil-free. They come in packs of two with a delicious 100% oil-free pizza sauce packet so you don't have to worry about the sauce. They freeze beautifully, and you can really pile on the toppings as well. You can find these items and a lot more new ones that we're going to be slow rolling out by visiting plantstrongfoods.com today. So you were 355. Did you also have any kind of medical conditions going on? Were you pre-diabetic? I was 
anything like that that you know of? You know, unfortunately, I was neglecting myself so much then that I didn't really go to doctors too often. I, I went here and there if there was something for work. I needed a physical, and it was never good news. The you know my blood pressure was high, my sugar was high. I, I, I'd never actually gotten a, a diagnosis of of pre-diabetes, but I was fairly certain I was heading down that route. I was starting to notice things. I'd get, you know, very low blood sugar in the middle of the day. I'd started noticing like, little floaties in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was stuff that really got me nervous. And, you know, I was thankfully was still young, um, but getting old enough, I think, to start having the stuff catch up to you. And yeah. uh, I, I th- I'm very thankful that I was able to, to learn about these things then because I think it's it's rare that people my age, unless you have some huge reason to do it, look into something like yeah. this and, and really try to How old are change. you? I'm 31 now. You're 31. 31 years old. You're yeah. still a spring chicken. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and you've got... It <laughs> doesn't feel that way sometimes, but definitely more so in the, in the last two years. you've got how many children? I've got two boys, a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. Wow. Well you, st- well, you started this at the perfect time, and I'm sure that... Uh, I would imagine these guys are also eating kind of mostly. Yeah, I, I'm haven't been a hundred percent successful with them either. But they're, I mean, to see my son get excited about cucumbers is uh, yeah. it's a real feat for him because he's an extremely picky eater. Um, and uh, I'm trying to. It's the same kind of method with my kids as it is with the general public in a way. Now I, I am their father, so I can draw a line in certain places. Yeah, but. You know, my method has really been to try to lead more by example to show them. And they, especially my older son, he's really seen what this has done to me. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he knew both versions of me. And uh, to see now that I can, you know, just this morning waiting for the bus with him to be able to race up and down the street back and forth. And, yeah. uh, and I could beat him. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's nice. And it, it's, it, it, I think it's a really good message for them to learn and i you know i really don't want to be too uh tyrannical towards them i guess you know i don't i don't want to i don't want to force it down their throat so to speak um there are certain lines that i you know for example like fruit juices i'm not gonna Mm. when it comes to something like apple juice or orange juice i'm not that's not something i think there's ever really a a a good reason for you know Mm -hmm. a highly processed added sugar drink something like that um Mm -hmm. and then it's just picking my battles and trying to promote as much plant strong healthy foods as much as possible and i've seen uh tremendous growth over the last two years with them um, nice and you you're up from queens yes uh what do you do you work in yeah queens? i do i work i manage um, residences for individuals with developmental disabilities and um i've been trying there's been a lot there too um you know we we have to be very mindful of um I'm responsible, ultimately responsible for the lives of the individuals that I service. And that includes their physical health as well as their physical safety and their weight's a part of it a lot of times. Their you know, diet plays a huge part of it. So I'm trying to do what I can there to try to help them eat as nutritious as possible, try to make sure there's at least that option there. How many, how people. many uh, people are we talking about here? So I manage a, a group home, which has seven individuals living in it, and then a, a few supportive apartments, which are individuals who um, require a little bit less support than the individuals in a group home. Mm-hmm. They have staff that comes in for a few hours a day, and we have a, a clinical team that helps them as well. So um, altogether, I'm serving about 12 individuals and the respective staff that goes along wow. with that. Well, in... In season two of the podcast, uh, 
you know, we're really kind of talking about the heart of a hero. And it sounds to me like the work you're doing there in that community there is really heroic work and, and wonderful stuff. And what you've done with yourself on your journey uh, is very heroic. And, um, you know, it probably took an amazing amount of, of courage to make that first leap. But it sounds like you were just so kind of sick and tired of kind of Absolutely. being the overweight, obese Daniel that it, it, it seemed like, hey, you know what, I got nothing to lose probably. Yeah, you know, I... I um I put up a post on Instagram not too long ago talking about discomfort. Yeah. And when you're that big, as we were talking about a little bit before, you're, you're almost always uncomfortable. And that first step is definitely includes a level of discomfort in certain ways. Now, I said before, I, don't, I really don't think it's as challenging as people think it is in the beginning. I think it's more different than it is anything else. Yeah. But one thing I, I try to impress upon people is that especially for those who are really struggling with their weight, when you're used to being uncomfortable all the time, my hope is that an individual can challenge, can um, I'm sorry, can channel that, and you know it's it's a cakewalk compared to what you've been through. You know, somebody who's been through something like that, who's been so obese for so many years and has just dealt with that level of discomfort in a regular like what. So you change your habits a little bit. So yeah, it's a little uncomfortable, but you face discomfort every day. And if you could face that every day, I mean, imagine what you can do if there's something you're really motivated for and something that you're really seeing progress with. It's it's paying the principal off of your of your loan instead of paying just the interest. So what does a typical day look like for you now, as far as breakfast, lunch, dinner? Um, uh, are you a, are you a planner or are you impulsive or uh, both? Because yeah. especially in the beginning, it was very important for me to plan to you know really sit down and write out a menu for the whole week. Now that I've gotten a little bit more confident, I can fly by the, the seat of my pants a little bit more. Um, so I just right now I make sure I have certain staples in the house. I have you know my whole grains. I get a, a just Misfits Market the delivery of organic produce once a week I, I do my my own shopping once a week as well um so in the beginning yes it was a ton of planning um and i'm happy to go through it you know what a day of eating is like for me you know well i think it'd be helpful sure for for, for people that's the, the, one of the first questions i get is yeah you know, what do you eat and you know people assume when you're embarking on a plant strong lifestyle that you're not eating much that you're okay with not eating a lot and that's just that's not me and yeah. one, one thing i knew with all that talk about discomfort, to contradict myself a little bit, I knew that if things were really bad, there wasn't gonna, I probably wasn't gonna be successful. And I needed to really enjoy what I was doing. That was true when it came to exercise and it came true with food. And I needed to really enjoy what I was eating, to like it, to look forward to it, if I knew I was going to be successful. Yeah. So on an average day, um, breakfasts are either, I like steel cut oats you know, with fruit, um, Do you make that the morning of, the night so the, before? The, the night before, generally. I'll, I'll um, you know, set it up on my stovetop. I think I use a four-to-one ratio. I use some almond milk mixed with water, steel-cut oats. Um, so just for people, four-to-one ratio for what, of, of water to Of, of the to oats, the yeah. Oats. So like a cup yeah. of oats, four cups of water, yeah. um, something to flavor it, whether it's fruit, a, a spice, a, an anise, or um, yeah. cinnamon, cardamom, things like that to help give it a little some aromatics and flavor. And then you just let it sit there? I'll bring it up to a boil. Yeah. Cover it, turn it off, let it sit there overnight, and by the morning it's ready. I could just turn on the heat for a little bit just to get it heated up a All bit. Right, so let me just repeat that. Yeah. So four to one, 
put it on high, put the burner on high, let it boil for just a second. Just get to the boil, yeah. Turn it off, put the lid on, and then you're, you're good. good to go for the morning, yeah. Wow. I, I, that's yeah. a big... I, I, that, that's overnight oats right there. Yeah, it's, it's over, overnight steel-cut oats. You, yeah. you probably could do it with regular rolled oats as well. You know, people do it in the refrigerator, yeah. in like a mason jar or something like that. Just the way I like it the best. Uh, it really feels substantial to me. It's, it's, a, it's a big meal, um, and I enjoy it a lot. So that's one breakfast. I, I do a lot of, um, like I mentioned before, Ezekiel bread, uh, toast, whole grain toast with sometimes a nut butter or a little bit of um, I have like 100% fruit um, jelly, something like that. That's yeah. just made from fruit, no sugars or anything yeah. added to that. Or just a banana on top sometimes. I love bananas. Yeah. Like that's, I love just taking fresh fruit and putting it on top of toast. Oh, yeah. It's right? great. Mush banana, you know, Just toast on its own sometimes is, is yeah. great. Yeah. So you're not um, doing the earth balance bread on top. No earth balance. No, 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 none of that stuff. No, uh, I hope, I hope not. Yeah, no, 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 no. And that's <laughs> that was a process learning those things. You know, learning yeah. that a food, a food like earth balance, yeah. it's it's margarine. You know, yeah. it's it's fat. It's it's trans fat. It's no, it's yeah, not a great food. First two ingredients are oils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one of those. You know, people like to say, oh, there's no good foods, there's no bad foods. I tend to disagree with that somewhat. And you know, there's well, you know what I like to say. There's strong foods and there's weak foods. There you go. Right? That's, that's, so, that's a yeah. great way to put so it. So we, we like to focus in on strong, powerful foods. But let's move on to uh, lunch. Sure. Okay. Um, lunch is, depending on the day, if I'm working, I'm very busy at work. I've got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so I tend to not be thinking about food a whole lot during the day. So um, I like, for me, what works for me is a big smoothie. I have a huge green smoothie every day um, for, uh, for my lunch. Um, sometimes, you know, banana or something like that with, with that too, depending on what I'm doing that day physically too, if I'm, if I'm working out that day, um, trying to be a little bit mindful that I'm having some protein foods in there, you know, whether it's beans, a little bit of nuts, small amounts, um, you know, maybe a handful of something with, with the smoothie sometimes, but more often than not the smoothie alone. I mean, that, I do recognize that it would be better if I would sit and eat a whole salad. You know, I know your dad has talked a lot about the, the effect of chewing your vegetables right, and right. You know, how important that is. Yeah. And it's one of the pillars in my newest book, The Seven Day Rescue. Mm -hmm. It's how it's pillar number three. We want to drink. Uh, we don't want to drink our calories. We want to just drink water. Right. However, however. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, you, you're eating whole food, plant based. You have a smoothie, you know, for lunch every now and then. Um, or, or maybe every day, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of days, you know, from, yeah. from me, from the, the, this was a process. But I did yeah. not jump in yeah. and I was not 100% plant-based from day one. Yeah. It, it was, you know, for a while there it was, I would eat meat on the weekends a little yeah. bit for a while yeah. until that phase dog, I was sick of it and yeah. just, just realized I didn't need it. Um, so for me, the smoothies now it's, it's a way to get in I and mean, I want to make sure I'm having a high amount of green vegetables yeah. every day, of fruits every day. That's a way that I can ensure that I'm, I'm at least getting that into my body every yep. day. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I definitely recognize that I would be better off eating yeah. the, the big salad. Now, I've looked at your Instagram. You've got you got really beautiful um, food photos on Thank there. You. You, I mean, you obviously take a lot of pride in it, and you love to cook. I do. Yeah, I've always so, loved so to cook. So dinner, it sounds like, is when you kind of yeah, really bring the big, it home. Yeah, that's the you know, in a perfect world. I think lunch would probably breakfast or lunch would be where most of my effort would be going. Just timing wise, I don't necessarily have the time to uh, put together a huge elaborate meal for breakfast and lunch because that's really, I think, when we should be eating is a little earlier in the day to because we're eating hopefully to fuel us to be able to perform. 
Um, but dinners, uh, you know, just the way it works out is generally a little bit more elaborate. So lots of different things. Grain bowls is a big thing. Um, you know, whole grains, you know, looking at things like instead of a white rice, looking at a brown rice sometimes or wheat berries, uh, farro, millet, quinoa, things like that. Yeah. And trying to add in, I mean, the rainbow of, of vegetables that, that we have um, yeah. to add to it, to give it to more, more flavor. and to give me those nutrients that are in those foods. Um, that's a big one. I do a lot of tacos um, and also just a lot of simple foods. You know, if if you see if a, a period of time goes by on my Instagram where I'm not posting a lot of things, it's generally because I'm eating extremely simple things yeah. that, you know, the other night I um, it was uh, two nights ago, I had back to school night for my kids, and, you know, where we go and meet the teachers and, you know, it was a tight window between getting home and going to back to school night. And I, I don't want to eat too late at night. so. I, you know, and I had worked out before, so I, I had half a block of tofu and uh, a head of romaine lettuce. Yeah. And I think I had a banana. And that was my that was my dinner that night. It was maybe not the most exciting photogenic meal, but it got me what I needed and yep. uh, it tasted good. Yep. And, uh, now, listen, I have found that if you can find one or two breakfasts that you adore and love, three or four lunches, and then literally a handful, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 dinners, right? And you can rotate totally. around those. Just fall in love with that process right there. And it's, it, 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 and, and most people, most Americans don't have that much variety. No. Right? Unfortunate. So you just find, you know, a handful, rotate around them and you're, you're golden. But yeah, even though I, I did like vegetables when I started this, nowhere near the level I am now. You know, there's maybe a few things that I like to eat. And that's one thing I recommend to people when they're asking me for advice on how to start this. Um, I tell them, find that one or two vegetables that you love and just make the crap out of it. Like, make as much as you can, eat as much of it as you can, fill up on that stuff. Are you a fan of potatoes? I do like potatoes. I, I don't eat a ton of them. I just calorie-wise, I, I don't... Um, oh, man. You know. An engine, too, man. We are... We are the You're big potato. Yeah. Oh, I, I do yes. love potato, especially sweet potato. I, love, oh, I absolutely love a sweet potato. We don't really care what potato it is. Uh -huh. If it's a little Yukon gold, you know... Uh, purple russet potatoes but anyway i you could live off potatoes oh 100 percent. everything Pota if, if i had potatoes and bananas yeah the rest of my life i'd be a happy man steel cut oats oh, yeah. bananas, <laughs> you know one potatoes. thing i made recently um i i discovered through your podcast um chad and derek sarno and uh wicked healthy that like totally blew my mind uh getting that book and diving into it and i they have this recipe for uh, spicy coconut corn crack soup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this thing is unbelievable. It's got potatoes in it, corn, um, and it just got layers and layers yeah. of flavor. And it was, we, it's incredible. We, I've always been into food. I've always been into cooking. I love watching cooking shows, even now. Yeah. Despite eating almost entirely, uh, plant, I mean, pretty yeah. much entirely plant-based diet, I still love watching things like the barstool pizza reviews or master chef and it, in a way it's contrary yeah. to a lot of my my values right now but i've always loved food and one thing that i think that you do get when you hear chefs speak is that appreciation for natural ingredients that appreciation for you know the the what's considered one of the best restaurants in the world the noma which is uh somewhere in your i forgetting yeah. exactly where it is but yeah. it, it's uh i mean that the chef he he puts such an emphasis on vegetables and appreciating where things come from and i really think an, an inherent mm. 
appreciation of food comes with an inherent appreciation of vegetables and and plant-based foods it's such an easy fit yeah i mean the the veggies are just they have so many different textures and colors and flavors i I made uh again back to wicked healthy for a second um i made mushroom steaks for a july 4th barbecue and um, a friend of mine named Akiva, he comes to the barbecue and I told him he's, you know, very, been very into my whole process and uh, to everything that, that my journey, I should say. And um, he's always excited to see what I, I, I try to bring something plant strong whenever we have a, a yeah. gathering, just so there's that option there. If anyone wants, again, trying to lead by that example, not force it down anybody's throat, but say, hey, yeah. here's some good food. If you want to try it out, see that you don't necessarily need to have the steak. You could have this instead. See yeah. if you like it. I walk in, he's got a very thick New York accent. He says, oh, I don't touch mushrooms. I said, do me a favor, try this. You what know, kind you don't of mushroom mushrooms. was it? It was an oyster mushroom that, yeah. you know, using um, the Sarno's technique of pressing and searing it with the cast iron skillet, it looks like, he, he looked at it and said, that's a steak, that's not a mushroom. I said, right, no, that's right. a mushroom, try it out. He took a bite of it. He's like, I can't believe it. He's going around, he's show, giving it, telling everybody at the party, you got to take a bite out of it. And Now, it, what else did you have on your July 4th? Did you also have a, a carrot dog? I did, yeah, I made a carrot dog. I uh, bought into the hype and it was good. People liked it. It was another thing. He was going around, he took it. It tastes like a hot dog. I can't believe it tastes like a hot yeah. dog. And he's going around. If you do the carrot there, dogs but, correctly, especially if you do something like, 24 hours ahead of time and you, yeah. you you kind of put it in a brine mm-hmm. and everything and then you cook it oh my god it's amazing it's I, it, you yeah. really tricks your, your yeah. mind a bit yeah. you know I, and i had it on a on whole grain buns but I, I would imagine if you were indulging a little bit and put it on yeah. a, a white hot dog yeah. bun it would yeah. really really trick you that, with, with, yeah. with the ketchup and oh, the yeah. mustard <laughs> and the and the pickles and the, or whatever the, that the relish it, it's incredible yeah and yeah. uh there's just so much now it's 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 amazing no it is it, it it's it's yeah, it's infinite. It truly is. Yeah. So Daniel, it's, let's see, where are we right now? Well, we're September, obviously, 2019. You've been at this for a little over two years. Yeah, almost two and a half years. Yep. So. And you've had, you know, tremendous success. Um, it sounds like you're, uh, you're, you're in this lifestyle for good. I, I right? definitely believe so. I, I, yeah. I don't see a reason not to. And uh, yeah, it doesn't, I don't feel like I'm holding myself back. I don't yeah. feel like I'm depriving myself. And like I mentioned before, if there ever is once in a while I want something, usually I I'll, sometimes I'll I'll indulge. Generally, isn't as good as I, I thought it would would be. And yeah. uh, well, you know, I heard a quote last night uh, during the we had a Q and A panel after this this screening, and uh, and James Wilkes said because somebody said, um, is this something where you know you have to be a hundred percent. And he said, listen, this isn't necessarily all or nothing. This can be all or something. And you just kind of go on your, your path, your journey, and, and figure it out. And so it, it sounds to me like you are all, and then every once in a while, it's a little, little, little bit of something. A right? little bit of something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but for everybody out there, listen, more plants, the better. That's why this is plant strong. It's not plant perfect. Sure. And, and um, you know, and and then my hope is that the the more you go down this wonderful wonderful path, you realize, you know what, I don't need it. I'm so over it. And sure. you know we want to protect the animals. We want to protect you know Mother Earth, and we want to protect ourselves. And and there's really no better way. Yeah, and you know I think this we have so much in common. I think it's it, it would be very beneficial to all of us to look at everyone in this in the nutrition space and in, in the wellness space that. While we may have disagreements with people, you know, 
we all have a different ideology of uh, how we should be eaten. And, you know, we've and you have presented this beautiful lifestyle, this and, and there are naysayers, but I, I believe they're wrong personally. And, and again, I'm not a scientist. It's just on the preponderance of what I've learned yeah. over the years. Um, but I also think even to the naysayers, we have so much in common with more in common with them than we do differ. You know, I got my original smoothie recipe from a YouTube video by Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's a huge mediator. You know, we're very different values when it oh, comes yeah, to food man. for the most part. Yeah, no, Joe for sure. And, uh, but Ultimately, I do think that he understands the importance of eating a lot of vegetables. And, you know, and I was able to take that from him. And while, you know, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable sitting at his dining room table necessarily, um, it, you know, we do have to, I think, appreciate where we do see things the same way. And uh, I think it, it would be really beneficial to all of us to, to, to be mindful of that and to work with each other and see where, what do we have in common? How could we change this world? How could we make it better? Because there's, there's so much, just, there's, I mean, this could, this could save the world. Mm -hmm. You know, if more and more people knew this and uh, saw these examples and, you know, had the myths busted to them, we could really change the world, whether it's healthcare, depression, so many of the horrible things that are facing this planet now, I really think it yeah. could be traced down to no, this. We, we've said it once and we'll, we'll say it again, it checks every box. Daniel Schumann is, he is something special. Um, and I, I thought that was just fantastic. Um, what I love about that conversation is that Daniel is obviously on a journey. He's not perfect and none of us are. But remember, adopting a whole food plant-based diet isn't and doesn't have to be an all or nothing approach. It can be an all or something approach as well. And it really does check every box. So if you are inspired or if you'd like to help a friend, consider joining our kitchen rescue event on October 23rd and 24th. Details and registration are at primer.plantstrong.com. The Plant Strong podcast team includes Lori Kordowich, Amy Mackey, Patrick Gavin, Wade Clark, and Carrie Barrett. I want to thank my parents, Dr. Caldwell B. Esselstyn Jr. and Anne Kryle Esselstyn for creating a legacy that will be carried on for generations and being willing to go against the current and trudge upstream to the causation.